Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. And today we are going to talk about how loving yourself is a stepping stone to manifesting great relationships. This is like an expansion of last week's conversation. And this week we are having that conversation with Marla Goldberg. She is an energy healer, intuitive speaker, best-selling author, and the host of Guided Spirit Conversations, also here at Voice America. Marla's mission for her clients is to help them shift, tweak, or enhance the life they are living to the life they divinely desire. Whether working one-on-one or through her speaking engagements or her best-selling book, My Fucking Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path, or her podcast, Guided Spirit Conversations, her intentions and goals are to help bring others to what she calls the sweet spot of life through her various modes and modalities. Welcome, Marla. I'm so happy to have you here with me. Thank you, Sophia. I'm so happy to be back. I know. This is your second time with us, and it's always a pleasure talking to you. Uh, For the people who haven't heard the earlier conversation, um, can you share a little bit of your background, a little bit of your journey to how you became an expert in learning to love yourself? I know that can be a messy thing, and so many people are like, oh, well, she's got it all sorted out. It was a long journey. That's why the name of my book is what it is. Um, So just to give a little background, I'm an energy healer. Well, you did all that, the intuitive. Um, And so what happened is in my life, like many millions of people, I was brought in a very dysfunctional, non-supportive household. Mm -hmm. I was not given the tools, the proper tools on how to process emotions, how to deal with issues like rejection, or just challenges. You know, we run into personality challenges, whether it's with our parents, our siblings, our teachers. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I just, um, you know, I'm, I, I feel I'm somewhat intelligent. And I figured I, you know, I thought I figured my way out of life. But in retrospect, my life was a big old mess. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, and I think you're not uncommon in that you weren't taught any of the skills about identifying and dealing with emotions, working through emotions, what to do with them when they come up, what are they about? I None of us, I think, get any kind of training in that. And then you throw in any kind of familial dysfunction. And I suspect you had a little bit of that, too. Just, just a wee little bit. <laughs> a wee little bit of that, too. And, and you have a, a cluster on wheels. <laughs> Definitely have a cluster. And, and you know, what I, my, my way is I, after seeing Gone with the Wind, um, I became Scarlett O'Hara. I kept repressing everything. I won't deal with this today. I'll deal with it tomorrow mm-hmm. and then tomorrow and then tomorrow. And I just kept pushing everything down. And I wanted everybody to think that my life was normal, that I was fine, that things didn't affect me. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, put on the bravado, put on, you know, that face. Yes. But behind the face was somebody who was highly confused and really didn't know what was going on and was getting more disenchanted and angry. 
and making a lot of decisions that she thought would serve her, meaning me, but didn't serve me well. Oh, give me an example of that. How is that showing up for you? Let me give you my first marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, but no, I have my own first marriage. (laughs) But it's a catalyst to what was going on. And and this is a man I dated when I was 18. Mm -hmm. And 20 years, some friends put us back together. And he had problems. I knew he had problems, but I didn't realize truly how deep those problems were. Mm. And we, we got t- together and he asked me on another day and another day, but he brought the kids along. And what I did is I saw so much of what I went through in those children. Oh. And it was like, oh God, these poor kids. Cause I saw the road. I saw how challenging it was going to be because there was so much neglect and abandonment, you know, for them. And you know, the, the older one, had more time with his mother. The mother passed away mm-hmm. than the younger one. But there was just, it was just, a, it was, I can swear, right? Yes. You <laughs> heard me swear when, when I introduced you, so go ahead. <laughs> it was a true shit show. Uh-huh. And I thought, oh, you know, I, I really, my heart was, my savior came out. And it was all about taking care of these kids and being able to get them on the right path. And so when their father asked me to move in, I did. More for them than for, for, I mean, I cared great, a great deal for him. And I kept waiting for the guy who I knew when I was 18 to come back. Mm. Because obviously with all the, the dysfunction that he went through, um, he had changed. And anyway, then he proposed and I was like, okay. Then I, you know, I was all about helping them be able to live a better life than they were going to have. Mm. You know, where they were going to, do, you know, at the point I came in. And then when they asked me to adopt them, and everybody said, don't do it, don't do it, mm. don't adopt them. You know, you just don't want that responsibility. And I said, well, but I will be more of a family unit that way. That's right. Little did I realize uh-huh. that my first husband talked him into telling, you know, to asking me. Uh-huh. To do this. Well, because it's one more layer of shackles, right? One more layer of shackles. And so I, I, I married him. I went along with the marriage and there was a lot of stress so much so that I ended up with chronic fatigue and slept for two years. Oh and my goodness. So, I mean, my, I was just shutting down because it was way more than I could handle. And I thought I'm a strong girl. I'm, I can do all of this. Well, it was way more. Anyway, the bottom line is I, I, I as the years went on, it got worse and worse and worse. And I finally got into this place of deep depression and a deer in headlights. And I didn't know where to turn or what to do. And I found this woman's conference. And at this woman's conference, there was somebody talking about how to heal yourself. And I thought to myself, okay, I need to, I need to do this because nothing I've done was working. I was in therapy. The children were in therapy. He and I were in therapy. And nothing was shifting. Nothing was yeah. changing. So it's like, okay, I need something. And so I went and everything that this woman was talking about resonated with me. Mm. And she had a one day informational the following week and I was right there. Still didn't understand what I was getting into, but (laughs) I I just kept hearing this little voice saying, nothing else has worked. Nothing else has worked. It's like, okay, fine, I'll do this. And I ended up going to the three-year school and learning 14 modalities, uh, healing modalities, and they were hands-on, distant, and... um, you know, just remote. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then I, I continued my, t- you know, learning, my continued my education as the years went on. And through was, that, I learned, yes. Was there a moment where the light kind of went on and you went, oh, my God, it's because I don't like myself? Well, it, it happened, I, I, to be honest, the second to last mod that I was going to through the first school I went to, um, I handed in a paper and the teacher said, oh, I see it clearly. There's a lot of abandonment and neglect. And that was it. The, I mean, I wailed, wailed, not cried, not sniffled, wailed for five days through this class. Mm. And then the next mod where I was graduating, we had to go through the mod and then there was graduation. I cried through all of that. I cried through my graduation. It's, it was something about being in all that energy where I was finally getting it. And through that, I had learned a lot of exercises that I was doing techniques, you know, to release the anger that I was repressing. You know, I mean, this was decades of repression that I had to release. God, <laughs> yeah. And then learn how to forgive. And, you know, forgiving other people are easy compared to forgiving oneself. Oh, amen. And so that was like one of the, the biggest hurdles was learning how to forgive myself. And then going into the area of, self-acceptance, mm-hmm. which then goes into self-love. And so that was, that's my journey. That was my path. And that's how I came to this realization of, oh my God, I didn't, but I do. And I am so grateful because my life today is like the difference between living in a dingy room with just a slat of light coming through mm-hmm. and having these big giant picture windows with all this light and and sunshine coming through. And that's the difference. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. That is so beautiful. Thank you. Yes, I love that. So why is it that you believe learning to love yourself is vital to actually having and finding healthy relationships? Well, if you don't love yourself, how do you expect anybody else to be able to love you? And how are you able to get a healthy relationship if you're not healthy? And this is what I learned firsthand. I wasn't healthy. I didn't have healthy relationships. Today, I have healthy relationships. And frankly, if they're not healthy, I've got boundaries. If they're not going to be healthy, then I'm okay with releasing them. Mm -hmm. You know, and there are some that I will say that if they become healthy, I would be more than happy to let them in, back Mm -hmm. in. But if you're going to be dysfunctional and abusive in any kind of way, then, you know, please don't darken my door. Yeah, exactly. I know that sounds so tough. (laughs) Well, but I found that if you haven't learned to set and keep a boundary, you really can't have a healthy relationship. You can't. Because you can't let somebody know, you you know, I don't like the way you're talking to me. I don't appreciate it. And this can't continue. Mm -hmm. Where before, when you're unhealthy, you take it, take it, take it and say, okay, I'll try to change or I'll try to make it better. Yeah, exactly. I'm so sorry that I caused you anger. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. no, they they have their own, their own emotions. They manage those. You're not the cause of the anger necessarily. You may have taken actions that violated a boundary, but that needs to be discussed and agreed upon, right? Right. I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. So that's, that's the, that's why, so loving yourself, you know, accepting yourself first, loving yourself 
is so important to be able to have that love or the re functional relationships, even in business, you know, that you need to be able to be successful. We were talking about having, this goes to professional relationships and friendships as well. Yeah. So I'll go back to saying, you know, this is very, very important for your professional relationships, for friendships, because you don't want somebody in a professional field to walk all over you and for you to not stand in your own power. And exactly. that doesn't mean, you know, you have to be rude about it. You can push back very easily with a smile on your face and say what you need to say, you know, gently and get your point across, but let them know that you're not going to step all over me or walk all over me or take advantage of me. And the same thing with friendships. People come into our life for a recent season or a lifetime, right? Mm -hmm. Or as Bashar, my favorite, my, one of my favorites um, says, a relationship is a relationship till it's not a relationship anymore. And, and it takes two. <laughs> it does take two. It takes two to have a relationship, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. Except and for the relationship with yourself. Yes, exactly. Yes. And if you get that one right, the others are so, so much simpler. So if one is on this journey or wants to get started on this journey into self-acceptance and self-love, what are some concrete steps that you took that you recommend for people as they're getting started on this? Because it's not something that happens overnight. As much as I would love to be able to flip a switch for everybody and go, here you are, yes. you have self-acceptance, you have self-love, go, <laughs> do, do and be differently. Uh, well, here's, I believe that, and this is what I did, so I'm going to share my, my steps. I release the anger. So one of my favorite techniques is I have a bat, and I go to my mattress, and I start whapping my mattress as hard as I can get it out. And you don't have to do it long. It doesn't take that long to get it up and out. But you, and you will feel it starting to churn. You can do the same thing with boxing. You can do the same thing with tennis. Any type of activity where you, that it's A, physical, and B, something where you're, you're throwing something, getting something out of your system. You can take eggs and throw it at a tree. You can take rocks and throw it in water. Uh, my uh, my my former mother-in-law went through a pretty nasty divorce while I was still in my first marriage, and uh, she went to Goodwill and bought all kinds of really cheap glassware, and then went down into the basement, smashed the whole box. <laughs> She's like, it was so cathartic. <laughs> did she smash it in the box, or did she? I don't remember just, what she did around containment. I don't think she cared. She just see. She I think about it. Who's going to clean up that mess? Well, you know, it, it's shards. it's her house. So <laughs> I'm even talking about this in my house. I had thought about it, and it's like, yeah, no, I'm going to do this. And I mean, I I whipped my bat so hard it split up into many pieces and went up through my healing room. <sighs> I mean, that's how angry I was. But it was my first step to getting things up and out. And the, the second part of this is when you start feeling these emotions, let them out. If you need to cry, cry. If you feel like screaming, scream. If you're in a small contained place, take a pillow, scream into a pillow. That would be the second one. Or you can do um, silent screaming where you go through all the motions of screaming without letting the sound out. 
And I'll tell you that it sounds sort of, it's, when I first heard that, it sounded sort of like, that's so weird, but it works. Yeah. It really works. So that's another one. And so it's about releasing, getting rid of the pent-up anger and emotions inside. That's number one. Number and, two. And why is it important to clear that out? Well, if you're holding on to anger, you're holding on to resentment, you're holding on to stress, how are you supposed to open up yourself to letting love and joy and, and bliss come into your heart? It's filled with all this dark, mucky stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that's a, that's a really good word, mucky. But <laughs> I like mucky. Mucky about covers it. But why can't I, why can't I just, uh, you know, look into my heart and go, okay, be gone? Because you still haven't released all these emotions you haven't dealt with. You have to deal with them. And here's the, the important thing to know is it doesn't have to hurt the second time around. If while it's coming up, you look at it like you're watching a movie or a TV show. So stay in neutrality, which is also not easy because we're all humans. We get triggered. But you can pull yourself back to saying, okay, you know what? I'm not going through this again, but I'm going to release it. Mm. And it's a process. This is not yeah. something you do one and done. You know, you're going to find that if you did it three times a week to begin with, you would find that you're going to start feeling lighter in your, your chest cavity. Your heart will feel lighter. Yeah. And then there's the forgiveness piece and forgiveness. Well, be before we walk into the forgiveness piece, um, yes. I want to put in one thought and then we'll, we'll go to break. I've found for myself emotions are like a physical expression of a spiritually experienced transgression, if you will, right? Yeah. So, you know, somebody violated a boundary and you're appropriately angry afterwards. And that's, your body has to work that through. It's not something that you can just go, oh, I'm just going to be higher and more spiritual than experiencing that anger. That, that leaves it caught in the body. The body has to actually move it out. Exactly. Yeah. That was a very eloquent way of saying it. Yes. And we are going to go to the break. So before we go, I'm going to suggest if you're out there listening to this conversation and any of this is resonating with you at all, grab a little pen and paper and write down the ways in which you love yourself and accept yourself. And if you can't get there, write down the ways in which you don't. Because that's an equally valid starting point and actually the most common starting point. <laughs> and uh, we will be right back after the break with more on how to move through this process. So hang with us. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1 866 472 5795. Again, that's 1 866 472 5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. And we're back from the break. Thank you for staying with us. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm here talking with Marla Goldberg about the steps to learning to love and accept yourself. And before the break, we had released repressed anger and resentment and frustration, uh, and maybe more than once. After you've moved through a cycle of this, what's kind of the next step you want to be thinking about? Well, and here's the thing. You can do these two steps simultaneously, the releasing, but the next step is forgiving. Mm. And it's, and people say, oh, why do I want to forgive them? They've been such a jackass or, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know they or, I I, let them off the hook. Exactly. Because what they did was legitimately horrible. Right. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. Forgiveness is a gift you give yourself. It's not letting somebody off the hook. You're not giving them a pass. You know, you're not, you're not saying what they did was okay. But you're saying, I forgive you so I can move on with my life. Mm-hmm. And then forgiving yourself. And so there are many, many techniques you can do for, for forgiving yourself and forgiving others. And you can use the same technique for other people as yourself. And so, for, for example... Right. I was about to ask you, what's your favorite? <laughs> I'm, I like the letter writing. You know, you light, write a letter, whether it be to another person or yourself, and you write down all the things, unfiltered, uncensored, what, what, what transpired, how you felt, how it hurt you, you know, the, the anger, the hurt, the pain that goes along with it. And then at the end saying, I am forgiving you for all of this mm-hmm. because... I want to release it. And you, you can say something like, you know, I release my, my anger, stress, frustration about this situation, you know, to the ethers. And the, you, there's, you can do a part two and you sign it off. So that's part one. But then if you choose to, write down your response to either yourself or that individual. Like they're responding to you. Dear Marla, I'm so sorry that I caused you this pain. I did not realize how devastating it would be to you, blah, 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 blah. But I would do it, and, and then I would go back, read it. If you need to keep it for a few more days or weeks, do that, then burn it. Mm-hmm. Find a cer- make a ceremony up. You, know, you might want to have a glass of wine. You might want to have a big fire and do a dance, you know, say a chant, say an affirmation. But or say, I'm releasing this. I'm releasing this anger with this paper. Goes all the anger that I'm holding on to this situation between myself and myself, between myself and whomever. 
and then burn it. Watch it, watch it burn. And again, follow your emotions. If your body wants mm-hmm. to cry, cry. If your body just wants you to sit and rock and hold yourself, sit, rock, hold yourself. But, you know, you, it's very important that you, ha- you implement a lot of self-care when you're doing these things. Because if you don't get the stuff, these energies, these emotions up and out of your system, then it's, it's not going to serve you the way you want it to be served. What, what are some options for people who aren't writers? Because I, I have a lot of empathy for that because that's not my best mode. So there's mirror work. I love mirror work. It's so powerful. We're, and here's the thing. You can look in the mirror and look in your eyes. Forgive yourself. I forgive myself for Name seven or 10 things that you forgive yourself for. Do this for a period of 30 days. Do the same for any other people. Now, don't mix them together by saying, I want to forgive myself and Joe and Gina. And, you know, you want to do it all separately. And not I want to. I forgive. I forgive. Yeah. Right. But I'm I'm trying to Mm -hmm. say. And so it's, you know, I forgive myself for. And then when you're done with yourself, you go into, I forgive Joe for when that's done you and you do it until you're, you're done mm-hmm. or rotate the people, but just keep doing this mirror work every morning. And I would say have a minimum of three people that you're forgiving because I would bet, I'd bet dollars to donuts. There's probably more than three people that you want to forgive just to let go of it. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But three is kind of a manageable number to start with. And there's nothing that stops us from doing another round later and another round later. Or you can do the three and then come back at lunchtime and do three more and come back at, but here's the important thing. Say it out loud. There's something about saying it out loud that really, it almost is like spirit hears you better when you state it rather than just think it. Well, we're in this three-dimensional world, right? And we're working through this three-dimensional modality. And so if you write it on paper, you've brought it into the three-dimensional world. If you speak it vibrationally out into the atmosphere of this three-dimensional world, you have again brought it into this reality. Exactly. Whereas if you think it, that's spirit. That's, that's not three-dimensional. <laughs> You haven't brought it in when you only think it. Exactly. So now look at if you're in a crowded plane and you say, I want to start my forgiveness process, then write, either write it. Yes, you can think it, but it really is more powerful in my opinion to state it out loud. And mm-hmm. I state all my stuff out loud. <laughs> I mean, I do my <laughs> prayers out loud when I'm walking my dog every morning and I look like one of these crazy people who talk to themselves. <laughs> But I get my prayers done and I do it loud. There you go. So what is the next step after we've, we've expressed the anger, the frustration, whatever emotions are back there and walked through the forgiveness work? What do we do next? Well, let's go into self-acceptance, which again, is, it's hard. We look at ourselves and we're always drawn to what we feel, not what might be real, but what we feel is the most negative parts about us. Mm. So our mouth is too small, our mouth is too big, our nose is too small, our nose is too big. My ears stick out too far, they go, they're too pushed back. Right, I'm part of the itty bitty titty committee, whatever it is. 
<laughs> exactly. And so for that, I say, get naked, stand in front of the mirror, and start telling yourself how you love and accept yourself. And I, you could start from your top down, start from your toes up. It doesn't make a difference, but make sure that you cover all those areas. You, you know, my, I love my hair. I love the shape of my head. I love my eyebrows. I love my, my brow bone. Whatever the things are that are sticking, but you just go through this whole checklist of what you, you love about yourself. And it's like, I love you. I that, love you for what you do for me. I love you for what you bring to me. That can be so challenging. I did actually do this work like years before I ever had my awakening. Uh, it was earlier in my relationship with my reward husband. <laughs> and um, he is lovely for someone who's trying to learn to love herself because he tells me all the time about, oh, I love you. I love this about you. I think you're beautiful, blah, 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 blah. And after he'd been doing that for several months, I started to get curious. I'm like, what is it he's really seeing? Because I, I of course, I've looked in the mirror before and that's not my response. And so I did exactly what you said. I, I took off all of my clothes and I put myself in front of a full-length mirror and I said, okay, I'm going to look at myself with his eyes. Yeah. And that was like my doorway into accepting that I'm, I'm great just the way I am. Exactly. And all of us are. You know, it doesn't matter what size package we come in. We are still who we are. And learning to love every, every inch of it, it doesn't make a difference what it is. It is so powerful. Mm -hmm. Because then you live your life for you. You don't live it from other people's criticisms or judgments or from their purview. Mm -hmm. You know, you strictly live your life then for yourself and you know what you love about yourself and you know inside and out. You learn who you are inside and out and you accept it. And if you have a hard time initially, and this is what I'm going to put out there, if it's like too difficult for you to be totally naked and stand there, wear your underwear. Yeah. If it's too difficult, wear shorts and a t-shirt. This isn't, this isn't, you know, a, a, an exercise to make you feel worse about yourself. It's an exercise to embrace who you are. As I say, yeah. words, wrinkles, and all. Exactly. Well, and you don't even have to do the entire body either. You can, you can start with, I'm going to start from the neck up. And then maybe you can do arms another time. You know what I'm saying? Right, or hips. Or, <laughs> or hips or, or whatever, legs, whatever it, is. it is. Yeah. Right. I know I do a regular, what I want to call it, unconditional love practice. And I always start with the easiest people first and then work out into the neutral people and then work out into the more challenging people before I work out into loving myself. And you could apply that same process here. Start with the things that are easy and then go into the things that are more neutral. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So we talked a little bit about boundaries and why it's important to have boundaries in order to have healthy relationships. 
how do you decide on what your boundaries are? Well, I think initially you decide that I'm not going to be taken advantage of. I'm not going to be treated poorly. I'm not, you know, you, you do your laundry list of what you're, you know, what you're not going to take anymore, what you're not going to tolerate. Yeah. And then when these things come, come to play, because they will. Life makes sure you get tested after this, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I was just talking about that this morning, how spirit tests you. But um, after you you figure all of this out, then, oh my God, I just lost my place. <laughs> so you've got your list of, I'm not going to take it. Thank you. We're not going to take it. <laughs> Absolutely. But anyway, so, okay, so I'll give a second for editing. Okay, so you you decide what you, you know you, what your tolerance level is, and then when spirit shows you through a test because it's going to come to you, then you'll know when to say, uh uh-uh, uh, no, I'm not going to accept this. I don't appreciate this. I don't accept this. I'm not I'm not a doormat. Whatever, however you want to say it, and you don't have to yell and scream and be angry about it. Well, and I was going to ask about that because. A lot of times when we have a boundary violated, there's a lot of emotional response that happens, right? Especially when yes. we're new in the job and it's like, I'm, I'm upset, I'm dismayed, I'm angry, I'm frustrated that this is coming up because I decided this was not going to be a thing for me anymore. How do you work with those emotions in the moment yet still set a boundary that doesn't make you look like a, a crazy uh, what I want to say, lunatic, emotional lunatic, exactly. So here's what I would say, depending upon, obviously, it depends. Every person's situation is so different. You know, if you're in a public place and having, you know, and, and something's happening, well, then excuse yourself. Go to the ladies' room. You know, stay there as long as you need. Go outside, get a fresh, be a breath of fresh air, whatever, and then come back when you've cleared your mind and have a conversation not a screaming, hollering match. If, for example, I'm trying to think of a good a boundary example because I have I have many. <laughs> I had a family member with my book threatened to sue me. Oh, goodness. I ruined her reputation. <clears throat> and I was like, hmm. I said, and I, I was very calm about it. And I said, this is, book is about my life, not your life. There's nothing in there that's going to ruin your reputation. But, you know, you know, and if that's what you think, we should end this conversation now. And we did. I mean, there's just ways of doing it. I have, I have, I'll tell you a story with my aunt who didn't accept my children, the adopted children, as family. Mm. And, and one of her grandchildren were having a, um, one of those milestone separate celebration, sorry about that. Yeah, graduation um, or something of that ilk, right. yeah. My, my children weren't, invi- weren't invited. And when I said, why aren't they invited? She goes, they're not family. Uh. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I and- didn't, and she had a stroke and I, I, didn't, I didn't raise my voice, I didn't scream. I said, I'm sorry, you feel that way? And I hung up the phone and I said, that's it. Because she had done some other things that were that I had forgiven and I let go, but this was one thing like, no, 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 you're not going to tell me my children are not part of the family. It, mm-hmm. That's a boundary. 
Yeah. You know, and it's yes. And people say, oh, how could you do that to family? Well, you do that to family because toxic is toxic is toxic. It doesn't make a difference whether they share the same DNA with you or not. It's still toxic. Yeah, exactly. You were going to say? Um, well, I'm thinking about this whole family dynamic thing, right? Because a lot of times when you set a boundary like that with someone, there'll be another part of the family that comes back around to you and says, I heard you had a falling out with Aunt Mary. And you know, she's such a, a poor, helpless little thing now that she's had her stroke. And I can't believe that you would cut her off like this in her hour of need. How, how do you deal with those kinds of people? Because that's a whole different boundary they're crossing now. So, I, well, with those people, I say, look, she did what she did. It's unacceptable. She chooses not to apologize for it. She doesn't feel that she's wrong. You know, she can live with her decision. I will live with my decision. But I will not, um, you know, until there's an apology, I'm not, I'm not going to be the one to say I'm sorry. I did nothing wrong. Mm. And not that I need to stand on my laurels that strongly, but in this case, this particular case, you know, that, I mean, that's a low blow. I mean, that's a true oh, low blow. Oh, and yeah. there are a lot of low blows in family. For some reason, family members think it's okay because we're related, mm -hmm. that I can say anything I want to you, behave any way I want because we're family, and you're going to have to accept me no matter what. And my feeling is absolutely not. Yeah, exactly. And we're coming up on our next break here. So I would like you, if you're out there listening to this conversation and any of this has sparked with you, grab that pen and paper, write down maybe boundaries that came to mind that it's like, oh, I need to set a boundary around this and that or a forgiveness practice you want to go through for yourself. And take a few notes on how you can shore up your own self-acceptance and self-love over the course of the break, and we will be right back, so stay with us. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencer channel 
We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Welcome back from the break. Thank you for staying with us. This is Sophia Renee. I'm here talking with Marla Goldberg about practicing self-acceptance and love and how you work your way into that. Um, where does gratitude fit into this picture of learning to love yourself? Oh, I think gratitude fits into every area because if you're not grateful for your experiences, if you're not grateful for what's going on or for, or for what you have in your life, you can't appreciate it. And mm. if you can't appreciate what you have, whether it's yourself or the material things, in my opinion, if you can't be grateful for it, then how are you going to even know when something great is coming down the pike for you? How are you going to appreciate it? And, and appreciation and gratitude are, to me, really important things. And here's the thing. There are people that say, yeah, easy for you to say. Mm-hmm. You have X, Y, and Z. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say gratitude's kind of a muscle. So if you're just kind of getting started and you're in kind of a dark, low place where it feels like there really isn't much here to be grateful for, how, how do you get started? You start by saying, I am grateful for the roof over my head, the bed that I sleep on, the fact that I have a pillow, that I have clothes, I have a toothbrush, I have toothpaste. I have a meal. I'm grateful for the meal. Even if it's not the best meal in the world, it's still a meal. It's still sustaining you. It's giving you your body the fuel it needs to survive and to move forward. And there's gratitude in that because you have it. I'm even grateful for situations that aren't even positive ones or perceived positive. Oh, now that's advanced gratitude right there. Share, share with me an example of that. Oh, my goodness. Um, so... You have a conversation you don't like with somebody, you know, it's a personality conflict, but I'm grateful that I'm shown what I'm shown because there's learning in controversy. There's learning mm. in challenges, and it's, it's an opportunity to grow, and everything that happens in our life is a lesson, um, is a, it's a lesson or it's an opportunity for growth. And if you look at that, it's not done to torment you. But if you say, okay, why is this happening to me? What am I supposed to learn? What am I supposed to know from this? Where's the growth in this? How does this get serve quiet? me? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> then you will, you will get your answer if you allow yourself to be quiet enough to hear it. Mm. Or if you go back over it, you'll say, oh, I get it. Maybe it was to learn some more patience. Maybe it was to learn how to deal with conflict resolution in a more positive way. So how, how do you get quiet? Because after something that's highly conflicting, like a, a personality conflict with somebody or someone who refuses to respect a boundary and is abusive about it, 
it, it can take a while to get the adrenaline out of your system and to be able to move into a quiet space like that. How do you go about that? Well, depending upon the circumstances, again, writing is a big thing for me. You know, writing my feelings, my emotions down, um, going to take a bath, taking, you know, I put Epsom salt, I don't know, uh, one or two cups in a, in a nice bath. I soak candles, music. I just take all the sensory out. Don't bring your phone in there. Don't bring your iPad. Don't, don't bring any of that in there. A little music some candlelight, and just focus on the way the water feels on your body, the way the warmth of the water feels on your body, or the coolness of the water, how that's feeling on your body. And just allow your mind to quiet and breathe. You need to breathe deep belly breaths, slow, deep belly breaths. You, you know, And if you need to count, take a six or an eight count in. Hold for four counts and then release slowly for the same amount of counts as you brought it in. So if you did six, you release for six after a four count of a hold. And it'll just, it'll help ground you. It'll clear your mind. You know, don't ruminate over it. Don't go in the bath and then go, that rasafrasa. You know, <laughs> I can't believe they XYZ'd. <laughs> I should have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you need to sort of not focus on what happened. You need to just focus on add the things around you. And here's here's where gratitude comes in. I'm grateful I have a bathtub. I'm grateful I have Epsom salts. I'm grateful I have whatever the warm water water is. is. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I'm grateful that I have candles. (laughs) Yes, and I've got this music, and I'm grateful that I'm calming down. Mm. I'm grateful that I have this time to reflect on what just happened and how to deal with it. And here's the, here's the thing. While you're in this, this very peaceful mode or while you're getting peaceful, ask for guidance. Ask for, you know, show me how to handle this in the highest and best good for all involved. Mm-hmm. And by asking for help, you know, your guides, your angels, your, 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 your God, whatever, whatever you call in, whoever you call in, they're just waiting to be asked. And if you ask them how to deal with it, at some point you'll get this, oh, yeah, I can handle it this way. Yeah. Epiphany. Exactly. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, What kind of questions do you recommend asking yourself as you're going through this process? Because I've found that life will answer any question you ask it. Yes. So there's a boundary that's, again, okay. What am I supposed to learn by this boundary? How can I handle the situation in the best and highest good? I'm repeating that one. Um, you know, is is this is this person projecting their stuff on me, where it really has nothing to do with me? Yes, because you really is it to, really mine? <laughs> right? Is it mine to own, or is it theirs that they're throwing on me and trying to get me to pick up and own? Mm-hmm. And it's not. I mean. You know, whatever it might be. And, and you have to figure out these certain situations. Um, but those are, those are the beginner questions. And then here's what will happen. You start asking yourself these questions. You're going to get other questions that are going to come to you. Yeah, because it becomes all subjective to what your circumstances are. Mm-hmm. So why did this happen? Why, you know, da 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 What am I supposed to learn from this? Is this a growth piece? Is this projection? Is this 
I mean, and then but other things will just pop in your mind and you'll just start on a question roll. Yeah. It, it can be really challenging, this road to loving yourself. I know you mentioned that yours has been pretty long and pretty convoluted. Yes. Uh, what do you have to say or share with people who've been working at this for a while and feeling sort of frustrated, like they're, they don't feel like they really love themselves more than they did when they started and they still feel like they're judging themselves quite a bit or that, I would say, legitimately they don't deserve to be loved? If they truly are stuck in a place where this isn't working for me, blah, 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 Go to someone to help you. Find someone who can help guide your ship with you, coach you into doing this. Because sometimes, look, this is this is not um, easy territory. It can be very scary. And being afraid of what you're going to find out about yourself. Mm. Maybe I'm not the good person I thought I was. Maybe I'm not this or I'm not that. You're, everybody is divine. And every, I believe everybody has a vein of good in them. Whether they choose to use it or not, well, that's that's a self-choice. You know, that's your own free will. But I think we all have the ability to be kind and generous and supportive individuals. If you choose because of your upbringing, you know, if if you're brought up in a family where everything is me, me, me to every individual and everybody's grabbing and trying to hold on to what they can, well, you don't understand what it's like to be giving and or kind or generous because you weren't brought up in their family. Have someone help you learn how to, you know, start slowly, put your yeah. you know, baby toe in the, the water, your big toe in the water in the shallow end, and slowly practice because mm-hmm. these are all muscles that right. have to be gained. And if we're not taught these as children or through our developmental years, we carry what we, we carry our environment with us. Yes. And it's how to change your environment. Just like if you move from one home to another or from one state to another, it's the same kind of analogy. You want to change one way of handling things to another way of handling things. Mm, yes, that makes sense. So I guess one thing that I would share is to give yourself credit. For where you've come from and where you've made it to. Because I know personally for myself, I tend to set a really high standard for myself. <laughs> and I, I'm overcoming this tendency to go, well, if I didn't make it all the way to that goal, it's a fail. Instead of going, oh, okay, well, I used to be here all the way on the left at zero and I made it to three and a half instead of 10. Well, I've learned I need to celebrate making it to three and a half because it's a lot better than where I started. <laughs> That's a brilliant point. It's true. It's true. It's, it's, I, I'm just going to tell this quick story. But I read Jack, one of Jack Canfield's, um, something in one of his books where it talks about manifestation. And I know it's a different subject, but he was talking about how he put a check on his ceiling. So every night before he went to bed, he saw this check for a million dollars and every morning he woke up and when his first book saw, you know, was launched and he received a check for $900,000, you know, he didn't say, boy, I didn't make my goal. He was grateful that it was $900,000. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, close enough, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just as you were saying. Yeah, give yourself credit for the distance you've traveled, not whether you actually hit the destination yet. And it's a journey. Mm -hmm. you're, not, you're not trying to hit a destination. This is a, you know, I will be continuing to learn to my last breath in this body. And I believe everybody else's journey is the same way. And the only time you stop learning or having the ability to learn and to grow is when you kick your body. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so every time you open up your eyes, it's a new opportunity to go out and do something new, to do something different, and to do better than you did the day before. I call it like the blank canvas. Every morning is a blank canvas. You know, January 1st was a blank canvas for this year. What do you want to, how do you want to make your, what do you want to do to your canvas? How do you want to paint it? How do you want to design it? It's the same thing with your life. And every day is a new start. Mm, yes, yes it is. So do you have a gift you would like to share with our listeners today? I do. I would love to offer a 20-minute complimentary consultation to any of your guests. You can go to SovereignSelf.media, which will pop you over to where you can get all of the goodies from Marla and everybody else and uh, sign up, give your name, your email address, and get that complimentary conversation with Marla. What should they expect from that conversation? Well, it depends what they bring to me. You know, everything is individualized. So I don't have a cookie cut or anything. If somebody comes and they want to talk about their health, we'll talk about that. If they want to talk about relationships, their work, their career, finances, whatever it might be, we will delve into what it is that that's on their mind. That's beautiful. And then that I will, you know, bring my angels in, my guides, and give them the guidance that I receive. I will, you know, because it's not for me, it's for them. Exactly. So I just pass it along. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being with me today, Marla. Do you have any words of wisdom before you depart? I think the words of wisdom is take a chance. Take a chance on loving yourself because you won't be disappointed. Mm, you is, just won't be disappointed. That is beautiful. And thank you so much for joining us today. We love having you with us every week, whether you talk to us or not. We think about you, we care about you, and we do this show for you because we love you. And I want you to love yourself as well. And so go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week right here 